Hey everyone, this is Alan Schimmel of DevOps.com here for another DevOps chat. And our guest on this chat is Eric Robertson, VP of Product Management and Engineering at CollabNet. Eric, welcome to DevOps Chat. Thank you. Thank you, Alan. Glad to be here. Yeah, uh, we're glad to have you here, Eric. You haven't, I don't think we've had anyone from CollabNet actually on DevOps Chat before, though I think we've done some video interviews over at uh, DevOps Enterprise Summit, maybe it was San Francisco in October and November. But we're, so we're glad to have you here. We're eager to find out about what's going on with CollabNet and about some of the stuff you've been doing. Eric, if you don't mind, though, there might be some people out in our audience who are not familiar with CollabNet. So if you can, just doesn't have to be long, but maybe a quick elevator pitch on, on you know, who CollabNet is, what you guys do. Sure, sure. So CollabNet has been around since, um, I think, 1990, 1999. And it was uh, one of the foundation on the open source with our subversion, um, version control um, software. Um, we since then moved into the, ALM application lifecycle management um, platform um, is, is a product offering called TeamForge, where we started linking in that um, planning, um, development, and um, testing lifecycle with integration into tools. And now with, with me, we actually extended that lifecycle all the way down into the operations, thus the concept DevOps. And now we are launching, um, I have launched actually a series of products and partnerships around DevOps uh, for our customers. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, Eric, one of the things that, you know, we, when we spoke off off mic earlier, we spoke to, we spoke about value stream mapping. And I know that's something kind of, if not near and dear to your heart, something that you've been involved in um, with with. CollabNet. Why don't you give our audience, let's start off with this. There may be people out here who, just as they didn't know CollabNet, maybe they're not familiar with the term value stream mapping. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Value stream mapping is actually an order concept. Um, it's, it's part of the lean uh, management um, framework. Like, for example, um, many may have heard about um, Toyota was started there as far as best practices around mapping material and information flow and how it could be applied to, to for example, the value chain, and uh, pretty predominant in the manufacturing um, domain. And it's kind of interesting because when I, I, I have a background in software engineering and I have degrees in, in, in uh, computer science and, and engineering, but my first job was actually in architecture, not not in software architecture, but actually designing buildings, um, CAD design. And it was interesting that during that time, they started talking about design patterns and best practices as far as um, architecting and putting together um, systems and designing. And I said, wow, this, this is a very similar <clears throat> concept What I learned back um, in college when I was doing um, software engineering, software design. And, and, very, and very soon that started translating into object-oriented and design patterns and things of that nature. So it's interesting how patterns and techniques that were very popular and used in other domains like manufacturing and architecture and now being applied to software. In other words, software is maturing, right? The software development process is maturing and starting to utilize these type of practices. And 
And the value stream manager is just an example of that, right? It's lean management method for really analyzing that current state and designing a future state um, based upon a series of events that take a product or service from its beginning through to its customer, right? And again, like I mentioned, Toyota, this is known as that material information flow mapping, and it can be applied to any value chain, for, for example, right? And what is a value chain? It's, it's just a set of activities uh, that take, for example, that delivers a valuable product or service to the market, right? So you got you got in, in, in the manufacturing world is with machines that did it in the software world is now tools that we use to deliver a product from a planning all the way to its operation stage stage. Yep, got it. So Eric, this is something obviously that you have um, written and and you're talking a lot about it. Can you tell our audience if they want, maybe if they wanted to find out a little more, what what's uh, where where can they go before we dive in more than that? Where where can maybe where can they get more information on this? Yes, actually, they could come out to our website collab.net. But also, I I recently published an article um, around how value stream mapping delivers a better DevOps tool chain, and we could post those links. Um, I, I believe it was also on, on DevOps.com, and we have one through um, that was delivered through Ted Beacon. So there's a series of outlets, and we'll post those links there on where they can get more information um, about this. Excellent. Well, you know what? We'll for sure do that. And then, Eric, you had also mentioned um, – that you guys were doing some sort of roadshow or, or a little city tour where you'll be talking about this as, as well as other areas of interest uh, around DevOps and, and what CollabNet's doing. What, what's, what's going on with that? Yeah, so we're actually having a series. We're, we're also doing it through webinars, but we're also doing it through seminars. And we're going to be having these seminars throughout the different um, series, and, um, and and basically what we're doing there and what's, what's very critical there is that we're, we're going to be not only talking about the value stream as far as more of the um, how this applies into the DevOps um, and DevOps world, but also we have customers there to talking about how they are leveraging value stream mapping and how they're mapping that to their to their tool chains and how they're able to, from there, start applying measurement, which to them is the, what they're calling the last mile of DevOps, right? And it's really, they're going to talk about how that provides a window to allow them to monitor, measure, improve their workflow and processes all around a series of KPIs, both like velocity velocity KPIs and also quality KPIs. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um so again, I think Eric, what we want to do is is post a uh, maybe if you have a schedule of cities that we can post with with the notes from from today's show. Yes, I, I think that that's the way to to do that. So yeah, let, let's return though for a moment to value stream mapping and and kind of dig in here a bit. One one of the things and 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 as I again as we spoke about off off mic. Um, I've, I've had some experience with value stream mapping. One of the things, though, in, in speaking to um, potential customers of value stream mapping is, you know, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, that sounds good. 
right? So that's something we want to do. Okay, well, let's schedule some time, and I'm going to need the right people at the table. Because if you don't have the right people there, it's very hard, number one, to truly map out the value stream. And number two, right? And and harder than that is let's get some consensus on what we're going to do to to make it happen. Exactly. Um, You know, unfortunately, it can't be some developer who raises his hand and says, I really want to make a digital transformation here and I need to convince my CIO. Can you come in and give me a value stream mapping kind of session or workshop or can we discuss it? It's not a one-man show. Exactly, exactly. And it's very interesting you said that because because value stream looks at the life cycle from like planning to operations, they're different stakeholders, right? And what's happening in, especially in the enterprise is that is these stakeholders now, they, they have implemented the tools or they have guys that work for them or folks that work for them that implemented these tools. And they're starting to ask questions or they already started asking questions around value. What do I mean by that? Like you have the executive and he'll say, you know, uh, my folks are telling me we did four deployments today. Great. What does that really mean for the business? Yeah. Did we get little features out to the business where they could utilize? Are they utilizing that? Did I actually place the the right emphasis on those features, right? Um, The last release that I deployed on time, at least from a developer perspective, said I I deployed this, um, I deployed it on time, but I'm having this increase of service test tickets. What's going on here? Why am I being called, right? And and the IT, right? It's, and, and then you got the IT ops guys, right? They have their own set of type of uh, metrics that they're looking at, right? And they want to understand, right? Is, is there anything impacting this release? And without having to chase down and talk to every other person or look at look into every tool to try to gather this information, right? And and then the, you got the engineers, like the QA engineers, and now compliance security is coming into into play as well. Right? Absolutely. So now folks want to know. Before I deploy, did all this pass to the quality gates? Was it sufficient, right? What about security and compliance checks? Can I automate that feedback? Can I get that feedback to the appropriate stakeholders, right? So they're already involved in asking these questions, but they really don't have any direction there on how to get that information. And this is where, this is the impetus to say, well, you know what? Now's the time to start looking at these tools where you're gathering this information, what's generating this information flow, and how we bring this together, right? So it kind of starts them down that, that value stream mapping conversation pretty well. Yep. Excellent, excellent point. Because like DevOps itself, value stream map- mapping is a team sport, right? Yep. And yep. <clears throat> and it's cultural, and, it, and it, you know, the, you, you, need, you need that group uh, – kind of involvement to make it happen. So Eric, you know, I'm sure you probably have a few war stories around this though. Can you can you share with us sort of, you know what I always say you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. Oh can you share with us maybe some value stream mapping engagements that didn't work out and and of course it, only if you've learned something from it and what was the valuable lesson you learned? Exactly. I mean that's it's very interesting uh, that you said that because 
we had we we had one customer, and I, I can even use it from my experience. My experience. I mean, I worked at a company, and I used to dread Wednesday mornings because Wednesday mornings was wasn't really a scrum meeting, but it was more of a meeting as far as what is the latest status of this release that 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 um, that went out the, the the previous day because we did we did weekly deployments and series weekly deployments, and everybody would dread that because. Every, because it was really no place to go to get a full understanding that, well, did this release actually was deployed? What was in that release? If it wasn't deployed, <clears throat> what was the bottleneck in there, right? Was mm-hmm. it that, uh, that it, it failed a certain testing that it didn't get through? Or, or did, we, did we discover that in, in, in this environment? Um, it, we, we did some monitoring and then passed this stage. It, we had no idea. I mean, did the bills fail? Why? There was no insight to anywhere in that in that in that chain, right? From the planning, because it's all kinds of activities that are happening in the coding, the building, the testing, the deploying, the release, and and so if you don't really have an idea as far as that information flow in a place where you can go and view that information and quickly understand what are my exceptions, right? That I need to quickly identify and quickly address if everybody's chasing their tails there. And I, I've been on so many projects where that where that transpired and happened. And so this was really important to why we wanted to start having, start putting, leveraging this best practice, leveraging these practices, and then the tooling um, becomes more of secondary yeah. type of aspect rather than primary goal for driving processes. I, I agree with you. The tooling then winds up taking sort of a, a backseat to it. Um, so let's, let's uh, well, we're almost out of time, unfortunately, Eric, as I mentioned to you, the 15 minutes goes quick. We do the best we can. Let, let's put Enjoy value it. stream mapping to the side a little bit. What else sure. is there? What else is going on with CollabNet? So CollabNet is also partnered with um, a company um, called Claire Reeve. It's a release automation um, software. And what we're doing is, is that we're linking uh, the release automation um, um, capabilities um, into um, our our value stream management um, platform. Now, what's nice about this is that this allows us very quickly to start getting metrics across different type of applications and projects. And what I mean by that is if you go into a large enterprise, for example, they, they, of course, they're experimenting with like container type technology and web scale IT technologies, but they also got some legacy applications, right? It may be Java, Right, that are on a web sphere and are traditional type of uh, applications or architecture, or they may even have mainframes, or they may even have packaged apps. Right. So one of the things that we're doing is that we're getting, we're creating this abstraction layer around all those tools, so customers can have enterprises can have a common user experience around release automation, whether or not. So again, we're abstracting the tool, so you focus on the process. And it doesn't matter what tooling is utilized underneath. If it's web scale IT technologies, container-based technology, it does not matter. 
you could basically have a common release process across your different type of applications, package, legacy, and traditional. So we're very excited about that. Excellent. Sounds very cool. Eric, we'd love to talk more to you about this, but we, we kind of are over time. What I'd like to do, though, is maybe invite you back and sure. uh, we can talk. You know, we'll leave value stream mapping for a moment and we'll we'll talk about other stuff next time. But, you know, Excellent. I think we we uh, we'd like to hear what's going on in the world of DevOps, obviously, and with the players in it. And CollabNet has certainly been on the scene here and a lot to tell. Um, until then, though, it looks like we'll we'll call it a wrap on this version of DevOps chat and uh, we'll speak to you soon. And I, Eric, we've got to get those links over Will, they'll be in the notes for people who are listening in. But in Great. Time, Eric, thank Eric Robertson, VP of Product Management and Engineering at CollabNet. Thanks for being our guest on this episode of DevOps Chats. Thank you, Alan. Glad to be part of this. <laughs> My pleasure. This is Alan Schimmel for DevOps.com and DevOps Chat. Thanks for listening in today, and we hope to see you soon on another DevOps Chat. Bye-bye. <laughs>